Welcome to Radiant's Mid-Year Real Estate Market Review. I'm Brenda Smucker, Vice President of National Trading. Today, we're welcoming back Steve Gensler, Radiant Senior Vice President of Data and Analytics, to share insights from the Radiant Home Price Index for the first half of 2021. Steve, thanks for coming back to give us another update. Thanks, Brenda. It's good to be back. Uh, it seems like the summer is just flying by, so it's probably a good opportunity to stop and reflect on the first half of the year. Great. Well, before we jump in, let's give our listeners a quick refresher on Radiant Home Price Index, which we'll be talking about throughout the episode. Can you tell us what it is and why it is a valuable tool for analyzing real estate markets? Yeah, absolutely. So the Radiant Home Price Index, uh, which is provided by Radiant subsidiary Red Belt Real Estate, is what we call a new and modern way to monitor and track changes in real estate all around the country. But we do it because there's some limitations to legacy indices. Let me give you a couple of examples. So we found that legacy indices, others in the marketplace, are just not timely enough to be of really true value. The rating HPI is available just 15 days after month's end. Another reason is the outdated mathematical tools. We found that other tools are using models that have been in practice for a long period of time and are not as useful. The rating HVI leverages machine learning and artificial intelligence to provide the most robust estimates across the entire U.S. housing stock. And then I think lastly and most importantly, Brenda, we don't find that others are granular enough to be valuable. So what do I mean? The rating HPI offers what we call micro-market indices that combine both property attributes like bedrooms or square footage with granular geographies like zip codes or neighborhoods. In this way, our clients and customers can get these micro-market views of what's happening in the marketplace. Thanks for that overview, Steve. So let's dig into the data. What trends did you see on a national level in the first half of the year? Well, we've seen home price growth continue and continue to gain momentum in the first six months of the year. So by the numbers, home prices nationally appreciated an annualized rate of about 10.7%. And the median home price in the United States rose to just under $283,000 in June of 2021, which is up from $280,000 recorded in May. And finally, home prices we saw rose an annualized 11.7% just during the second quarter, which is a solid increase compared to the first quarter increase of 9.4%. So the steady home price growth you're describing makes sense as the economy continues to recover from the impacts of the COVID-19 pandemic. How did home prices perform regionally during the first six months of the year? Great question. So if we zoom in on the regional level, right, there was growth across the board there as well. So we maintain and track six different regional indices. Four of them recorded positive home price appreciation rates that were more than 10% on an annualized basis. Uh, We saw that the Midwest and the Mid-Atlantic were still recording slightly lower appreciation rates, um, 8.6 and 7.8% respectively. But like I said, on an annualized basis, all six regions recorded greater than 10% rate over the course of the full year. The West region, which, you know, by its definition of the types of, you know, areas that are living out, is the most expensive with a median estimate of more than $500,000 was actually still the fastest growing region in the first half of 2021. Uh, The Mid-Atlantic region, which I mentioned was uh, slower than uh, the other areas, they had an appreciation rate that was in the first half of the year that was the slowest of all. Uh, Maryland continues to lag other states in the region. Uh, New York and Pennsylvania have experienced some increasingly strong home price momentum in 2021, but overall 
The West has been the strongest in the first half of the year, and the Mid-Atlantic has been the slowest of the six regions we track. It's interesting to hear that the West is growing fastest, even though it has the highest cost of living. So what's some of the hottest local markets, and what do you think is fueling growth in these areas? Yeah, that's another great question. So if we look at the West, there are some um, really interesting local trends. And I think, you know, cost of ownership and high cost of living that you mentioned in the West in particular is um, somewhat of a barbell. We have some areas of the country that are really, really uh, expensive and some areas that are growing very fast. So take Idaho. Idaho is the fastest growing state in the United States this year. The median estimated price of a home now stands at $320,000 at the end of June. That's grown by almost $100,000 in the last year. Now, there's a high percentage of people from California, right, moving to Idaho, uh, as we hear from the 2020 census data. And so that's a combination of you know, new home construction, as well as existing homes being uh, bid up by folks coming from higher cost areas into lower cost areas. But in addition to Idaho, we have Montana, Washington, and Colorado have all helped to make the West the best performing region uh, in the first half of the year. Uh, if we look at other markets across the country, we see similar trends of lower cost areas growing faster, And again, that seems to be driven by uh, some of the remote work relocation that we're seeing. In the South region, uh, home prices in West Virginia and North Carolina, they've led in the South uh, over the first half of the year. And over the same period, Virginia was actually the weakest performer in that region. So interesting. When we're thinking of growing markets, Idaho is not one of the states that would initially come to mind. Okay, if you remember, earlier this year, we talked about some of the factors that contributed to home price growth throughout 2020, including some of the unique conditions created by the COVID-19 pandemic. Now, some of these things have changed. So can you tell us what is currently driving home price growth? Yeah, so the country is in a very different place now than it was in 2020, thank goodness, right? Um, But many of the factors that were driving Uh, home price appreciation then are still in play. So mortgage rates, you know, during the second quarter, mortgage rates had had increased, right, at the very end of last year and into the first quarter, but they fell by 30 basis points in the second quarter. We still have a significant mismatch between inventory and demand. And so while listing activity actually increased in each of the most recent four months, uh, the June 2021 listing inventory was just over 968,000 units. That's still more than 500,000 units fewer than the June historical average. And that's a big, big difference. Um, We still have mortgage forbearance and foreclosure moratoriums, right? The recent uh, CFPB rules that uh, go into effect in August 31st will continue to protect homeowners that have been impacted by COVID throughout the end of the year. Uh, And the FHFA has uh, recently extended their moratorium out through September. Uh, And then the last thing is, you know, one of the things that appears to be changing is the flow of buyers from urban areas to suburban markets, right? Is it driven by cost of living? Is it driven by remote work? Well, in June of 2020, the 20 largest metro areas, except for Minneapolis, all of the others, recorded higher rates of annual appreciation uh, relative to the prior month, which does suggest uh, that there is a continued interest in city living, even if folks are finding homes in, in suburbs and other markets. Wow, that's really great information, Steve. Now that you've provided detailed view of the first half of the year, I'm sure our listeners would like you to look into your crystal ball and tell us what we can expect for the remainder of 2021. Yeah, well, well, I I can't make predictions, right? Mm -hmm. But I can tell you what factors we are watching and what we think will impact the housing market going forward. Obviously, mortgage rates continue to be one. Uh, If you look across the uh, surveys of various economists, uh, most economists are anticipating mortgage rates will, will rise slightly by the end of the year. 
the Mortgage Bankers Association, for example, expects the 30-year fixed rate mortgage to reach about 3.6% by the end of 2021. Um, housing starts in July of 2021 were up 6.3% compared to May uh, and stand nearly 30% above June of 2020. Right? Home builders have been ramping up production. Uh, they were stalled during the second half of 2020 by supply constraints. And they're also seeing costs of building materials uh, coming off their peaks of last year as well. And then finally, housing policy. The Biden administration has proposed a number of policies that could impact the market, including subsidies to develop affordable housing units, uh, first-time homebuyer credits, down payment assistance for first-generation homebuyers, and overturning zoning laws. And so all of those things will impact uh, real estate and obviously home prices in the second half of the year. Okay, so no true predictions, but either way, I think we can agree that it makes for an interesting second half of the year. I know we will all be following those factors to see their impact. As always, Steve, thank you for sharing the rate in HPI data and your insights on the housing market for the first half of 2021, and I'm looking forward to our next podcast discussion with you. For our listeners that want to learn more, you can see the latest Radian Home Price Index news release on the Radian website or visit radian.com HPI to access more resources. Steve, we will check in with you again soon for another update. Sounds great. Thank you, Brenda. It's always a pleasure talking to you and looking forward to giving you another update soon.